Episode 56 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at BustingBallsPod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting-Balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, Euro 2020 Asterix Preview. John Jeffrey discussed the summer European Championships a year later than expected. John, what's happening, brother? Dude, I hope Bobby Mealy wants the cornflakes as a midnight snack. I hope he cheers, he cheerfully comes downstairs, snickering to himself, looking for head straight for it, pours his cornflakes into a bowl, scattered them everywhere, loving it. Then coming up, looks in the fridge, he's out of milk. Goes, even can I use water ice? No, I and then I hope he starts weeping and he has to eat those cornflakes salted with his tears because that fucking dude <laughs> robbed Newport County last week. Oh my robbed. god! Wow, you're you're not bitter at all, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, three hour trip up, three hour trip back, not in the slightest. <laughs> oh my god, three hours? That that's a six hour round trip for you? With, uh, well, yeah, well, no, well. Let me explain. It's no, normally it's it, it's like two two and a half hours. So you know, I, I left here at ten o'clock in the morning. Thought great, I'll be in there early. Got a time for a stop along the way. Got to, and then you know, I get to my normal parking spot, which is where I used to live, North London. And, and I get there, and I meet this other guy, and the other guy goes, "Have, have you paid for your parking yet?" So yeah, yeah, because uh, there's no trains from here. What the fuck? Oh no. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's it's uh, so I got, I got there coming at one o'clock because I had this stuff along the way in a snack, and you go, okay, so what's okay? So we'll look for the we'll look for the the bus, the replacement bus. Okay, replacement bus comes on, just take us to the next station, and that's where it finishes. God damn it! Oh my god! <laughs> meet, meet another guy here, <laughs> and we're going, and it, it's coming up to like an hour before kickoff by the time we've got here, and we're going, how the fuck do we get there on time? So yeah, we're going. Okay, he goes. Okay, there's a trip from there's thing something for it. Right, I go right. We jump this bus. I know where this, this station we need to get to is because I used to live here. Bang, local, <laughs> right through. Take takes whatever. Fifteen minutes to get to the station. Pile downstairs. We get we get the train. Get to Wembley with oh, ten minutes to spare. Wow. But the thing, 
But the thing is, this one guy, it's, it's great. Um, this guy's down from Stalbridge. You know, he because uh, I met him so he, he talked like this. He had this sort of accent, which um is a really poor attempt at a, a brummy accent from me. Cause he's from Stalbridge. Um, <laughs> Terrible. And so I met him. Are you down from Morecambe? Because he's probably going, No, I'm here from Newport. I was like, How did you, you know, did you relocate from Newport early in life, dude? Because, you know, he's like, No, 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 I've got nothing, no connection with Newport. I'm like, How the hell do you end up a Newport County fan with no connection to Newport? So he's like, well, I used to go down the villa. Like my, you know, my dad used to give me a quid a week to go to the villa. But then, you know, they had some trouble with uh, some some youthful hooligans, so they stopped the concessions. And I, you know, <laughs> my dad couldn't afford to give me the money to go. Okay, fine. So stayed at watching uh, grandstand world of sport. World of sport, incidentally, for you, for you fan, was where most of the uh, wrestling was broadcast on, on ITV. Yeah, yeah, world of sport. Yeah, uh, that 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 comes up uh, somewhat frequently in my other circles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dicky Dicky Davis and all that. Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, so, big, big yeah. daddy and giant haystacks. Yes. Oh, and and yeah. Oh God, and you you were of Kendo Nagasaki as well. Well, yeah, the 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 English Kendo Nagasaki. I also know <laughs> that the Japanese Kendo Nagasaki who died not too long ago. But yeah, Ooh. I yeah I know of I I know more the the Japanese one because he was the mentor, one of the mentors of my favorite wrestler of all time, Keiji Muto, aka the Great Muda. So <laughs> nice. Anyway, back to yeah. So so this guy he just says, yeah. So I, I was just I just watching the you know Saturday afternoon instead of going down the villa just watching you know the final scores coming in listening to you know you listen to the radio and, and then you watch the final scores come in and for some reason around sort of 1977 78 when Newport went on the worst single start to a season in league history, he just <laughs> he just kept looking. He went. They kept catching my eye because they kept getting battered every week. And I had this, and I've always had a soft spot for an underdog. So it's like, he just kept watching and watching. And then he said, age of 16, my parents let me come all the way to Newport on the coach on my own. Like, and and I ended up coming, they dropped me off in the central Newport and I walked all the way out to the stadium. And that man, that was like an hour plus his walk in those days. Oh my God. So, so this guy is the most dedicated Newport County fan I have ever met in my life. You know, uh, the- did, did, did you introduce him to the Chicago Cubs prior to 2016 by any chance? Or hell, hell no! Why would I introduce anyone to that sort of misery? <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so in case y'all haven't twigged what we're talking about, uh, last Monday after we recorded. Um, was the League Two promotion playoff, which was um, which was Morecambe FC versus uh, John's local club, uh, Newport County, and uh, yeah, that went to extra time, and a penalty from Morecambe was what sealed it. So Morecambe have been promoted. Another year in League Two for Newport County. Uh, commiserations, however, I mean that that's the way the game is sometimes, brother. Yeah, I think you of all people should know that. Well, absolutely, you know, but I think the thing was, you know, right in front of us, the guy, the, the their keeper came up to punch the ball, missed and punched our forward in the face, and the ref just waved play on. And then, obviously, the penalty we didn't get, or they got, was a, a dubious foul. It was it looked like he was conning the ref and outside the area, so... 
Mm. Yeah, um, and Kennedy, the, the, you know, they didn't create that much, but Morecambe just came to defend and almost playing penalties from the start, which is always you know. At, at the same time, it really is hard to hate on Morecambe because aren't they like they're like th- this is their centennial year too, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, and and they did have uh, now they, they kept showing tributes to a player. I don't know. I mean, he obviously looked pretty young. I don't know. Was he a COVID casualty or? Um, I don't know about that. I've yeah, I, I I didn't see anything about that, and they never said. They just said he died. They didn't say what he died from. But you know, at, at the same time, there's always a chance. And I remember, you know, you were in the 2019 edition of this game too, and that didn't go I've, so well. Then my goal from Tramia then, which was yeah, hugely frustrating. Yeah, uh, but, this I mean, this as well. We, we did have. The one big chance of the game to, you know, um, I think Josh Labby, our captain, missed an absolute sitter um, just at the end of the first period of extra time, obviously just before they scored. So, yeah, could could have gone better. Could have could have done done well ourselves, but it, well, you know. Well, commiserations for for the long trip for for yeah. for nothing. I mean, it, it was was it at least a good atmosphere at Wembley? I mean, I, I oh. there were definitely fans on TV, so. Oh, it was a great atmosphere, you know. It, it, and the thing is, I got to go to an actual game this season, which I wasn't expecting. Right. You know? Well, and here's <laughs> the thing: is that that was actually shown on ESPN Plus on the streaming service. So yeah, I mean, I, I got to see all three promotion playoffs, and not only that, not not only did I see that promotion playoff, but I mm-hmm. also got to watch because, of course, ESPN Plus has the Bundesliga. I got to see. Cone's amazing comeback against Holstein Kiel, in which oh. uh, they they were down on aggregate, they were down one nil on aggregate going in, and Cone the away side whooped their ass five one in the second leg. So Cone are staying up in the in the Erste Bundesliga. Holstein Kiel uh, another season in the in the Zweite Bundesliga. So you know. Uh, good, good job for Cone. There, it, it was just amazing that these are like three of the traditional, you know, I wouldn't say powerhouses, but you know, classic clubs that could have gone down yeah. into this fight of Bundesliga, you know, with with Cone. But then also you had um, who was it, Werder Bremen and uh, and Schalke are down. Schalke. Yeah, you know, you go back a decade, you would never have seen that coming. No, never. So yeah, so so congratulations to to Köln. Um, in other news, the manager go round continues. Oh, doesn't it just? Oh my goodness! Uh, Carlo Ancelotti has now left Everton and is back at Real Madrid. Ooh, um, Real are starting to get in a cycle where they're just going back to old managers, and that doesn't often work out well. No, there's a lot of talk about it as well. Everton, there was there was some link I saw with David Moyes coming back, and you're going, really, man? Why you want to go he, back? Why would he do that when West Ham? He just led West Ham to their best finish in like decades, uh, <laughs> probably since about '86. I'd imagine that's their best when they finished third. Yeah. So yeah, why, why yeah. would Mo- why would Moyes leave? I suppose there's going to be more of a budget with Everton because Mashiri has significantly bigger pockets. But well, but no, no, it, I think it's just wishful thinking for glory days, isn't it? It's just it might just be papers doing that to sell a few more 
copy or get a few more clicks in. Yeah, or something. Yeah, because that's, that I, I just don't see that happening. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, Simone Inzaghi has gone to Inter Milan. Uh, that is an interesting appointment. It's a, it's actually probably the best appointment there's been so far. You know, out, out of the, the few there have been, I would say. It, I, I I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Um, you know, there's something about that team. I mean, that squad that is at Inter right now. It, it was definitely a Conte team. I just don't. I mean, I don't know if Inzaghi will get the same result out of this. And, and, and he he might well. I don't know. I mean, he did well at Lazio. It makes me. It does make me wonder if maybe uh, he might try to pull uh, Immobile from it's not a bad from Lazio. It's Zero not a bad Immobile. Call. Yeah. But well, did you know? How, does he play with with Lukaku? Because you know Lukaku's the man up front there. Yeah. In that side right yeah, now, I, so. But I mean, I mean that's a lot of goals that that Ciro, I mean Ciro Mobley will provide a lot of goals. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I think it'll be interesting to see how he sets the team up. I have to say. Yeah. So that so Syria may be the one to watch, especially since you know Juve went back and got you know Massimiliano Allegri as well. Yeah. I think we I think we I think we mentioned that last episode because I think that that news had already been broken. Yes, <laughs> much like Andre Perlo had broken Juve's hold on the Scudetto. Mm, but... <laughs> well, you know what? I you know what? I ain't gonna complain, brother. <laughs> no, especially not. especially with all the other nonsense that uh, that that Juve are getting up to. You know, if you know oh, what I mean. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, and they may, and the worst part is they may not even have a Cristiano Ronaldo that to, to to buffer their chances this year either. If, well, if the rumors are true that he may be uh he may be Paris bound. Well, in all honesty, I think in the long term that would be a, the better thing for you. It might sell a few less shirts, but the way Ronaldo plays now, you have to build a team around him to do all the work for him. You're gonna get a better balanced team, I think, by simply not having to accommodate him there. Honestly, I think you know what? What they should have <laughs> what they should have done instead of trying to, you know, you know, it, it, it was a confluence of they wanted to get into the Champions League, which they, you know, they wanted to win the Champions League, which they spectacularly failed at doing. And then, you know, Ronaldo, of course, trying to get out of Spain because uh, <clears throat> trying to dad dodge a tax bill. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, uh, you know, honestly, if they had been smart, they should have been building that team around Paulo Dybala the whole time. Hell yes, because that, that guy is a talent. That guy is... Probably all round a better player than Ronaldo is at this stage of his career, and, and I say that someone who will say Ronaldo is one of the finest goal scorers there has ever been. Well, yeah, that much is true, but he's also on the wrong side of thirty. Thirty, and he he is in his de- he, yeah he is about to hit that declining stage. I mean, we we've he's, already kind of seen it with Messi too. Yeah, and, and the thing with Ronaldo is it, he's basically building his entire career now around the Champions League games. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know. So whatever. I mean, I, I don't think that. Yeah, no, no te- real tears shed for Juve. You know, if, no. if they fail to win the Scudetto again, I, I, good luck to Inzaghi. You got a really good team, brother. Don't fuck this up. Um, 
On a related note, Antonio Conte, the former, the the now just former Inter manager, will not be going to Tottenham Hotspur. No one wants to go to Tottenham, and frankly, can we blame them? Oh my goodness! Yeah. So so has has Poch declined too? Um, I I don't know if Poch has declined, but PSG are quite not are not playing softball here. They are they are really digging their heels in over not letting Poch go. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, I, I would laugh a little bit more at Spurs in the in this uh, in the, in this time of, of of great conflict and need. Except the problem is, is that Celtic are in a similar position where they do not have a manager still. And... So see. Celtic, I'm going, how, you've been aware that Neil Lennon is off since, what, early March, before even before that? Yeah. That is three months, and you surely, in the, in the way modern football is, you don't take three months before appointing a manager. What the hell are the Celtic board doing? Um, drinking, I'm guessing. I mean, what, what is going through their fucking minds right now? I mean, I can love, I can love this at Tottenham too. What the, I mean, yeah, we fucking hate Tottenham, but what is going on? What what is going on in the brain trust at Tottenham Hotspur and at Celtic for that matter? Tottenham was a different story. They 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 sack, you know, they they got rid of Poch to bring in Mourinho. They sacked Mourinho. Mourinho never had a full season at Tottenham, and then no. and then, you know. It, they they sacked Mourinho right the week before the League Cup final, uh, and then they can't and, and then they can't even get a, a they can't even land any, anybody for a manager. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> I don't and and I'm I'm gonna suspect you know the the way it's going this summer, I I think Daniel Levy wants to cash in on Harry Kane here as well, um because that's just they're not you know making any noise to say. No, no, he's not available. He's our player. Yeah, it's, it just reads you, like you, you just have to wonder if Harry Kane also wants to leave too, because you you just have to wonder if he wants to leave too. Oh God, yeah. Well, again, you can blame because the guy again is he, he's probably the best English striker of his generation here. Um, so yeah, you know, you look you look at the golden boots. He's got three golden boots, here, and I, and I think. There's a, <clears throat> he's starting to get a lot of injuries here as well, and he's getting to the latter half of his career. So I think it's it's a now or never for both you know the club and player. It would make not from a fan's point of view, but from a business point of view, it would make a lot of sense from both parties if he had a big money move over the summer. And you know, apparently, you know, both Manchester clubs are alleged to be interested here. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the rumor we always hear. I mean, we, we now we're hearing the rumors about. Uh... About about John Sancho again, like oh come oh, on, oh come Manchester. fucking on, yeah. Manu. Uh, one club who is keeping their manager beyond all sense and reason would be Barcelona because Ronald Koeman <laughs> will remain their manager. Ronald Koeman is not a good manager of football at Barcelona. I don't can, know. Can I, can I point out one thing here at the moment? You, you go right You've ahead. Got Real, Real Madrid and Barcelona are both managed by ex-Everton managers. Where's your aspiration? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Mediocrity. 
pants on if I then you want to go down that road. <laughs> Ooh, buddy, uh, it, Cholo has to be shitting himself laughing over this. <laughs> Can you imagine? And, and Luis Suarez, when when you look at the fact that Sergio Aguero has now gone to Barca, even though he is the same age as Luis Suarez. Oops, sorry, I'm going to drop my mic. He is the same age as Luis Suarez, who they who Ronald Koeman sold off because he was too old. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a point. And I'm just looking at Aguero. And let, let's not be in any doubt that Sergio Aguero, again, one of the great Premier League strikers, pretty much as deadly as there has been in the box for over the past 15 years. But he, look at the injuries piling up, you know, and, and look at, you know, Pep barely used him last year, even when he was fit. You know, that Champions or, League... Or, or, the, or the year before, for that matter. Yeah, exactly. It's... Yeah, he, he may score a few, goal, a few goals here and there, but I, again, I don't see him fitting in very well here. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, it, this is this is ponderous, and it, it, it's ponderous and hilarious, honestly. You know, because again, you know, Real, Barca, and and Juve took part in an insurrection against football known as the Super League, as <laughs> an off-repeated phrase from last episode. <laughs> I but um, yeah, you know, I, I tell you what, that that is hilarious. I, that is absolutely hilarious. Uh, not the only bit of transfer news, though, as we have now learned Emiliano Buendia is going from uh, Norwich, just promoted Norwich, to Aston Villa, which that seems, like, million. that seems like kind of a lateral move to me, honestly. Well, Villa were, were safe mid-table last year, you know, so Norwich, uh, if they come up, they are going to be kind of, you know, treading, trying to tread water to get up. So he was, uh, but allegedly... How, how, how dare you, how dare you dismiss the idea that Timu Puki will keep them up? <laughs> how dare you, sir? I, <laughs> it's the only reason I'm saying they won't finish bottom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you see the other piece of transfer yeah, news? Did, did you hear Wendy? Apparently, Arsenal were in for him as well, and he chose Villa. I, yeah, I did Arsenal, hear. I, I, that might well, yeah, that might well have been a lateral move. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in, in other news, speaking of other players that Arsenal were allegedly in for at one point, did you? I got a report today that Odson Edward may be going. From Celtic to Leicester City, um, which that one makes sense because Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, that's a good. That could be a, a nice signing, and you know, um, less yeah, signing players from Celtic seems to be quite Celtic. And I don't know if the current board are, are again on this. They they had set themselves quite nicely as as almost uh, how should I put it. Almost feeder club for you know for mid and upper table Premier League sides, you know. Yeah, well, it seemed like there was a pipeline. There was a, it seemed like for a while there was a there was a direct pipeline from Celtic to Southampton. Yeah, absolutely, and it that was a that's a good move for Celtic. You know, if they set themselves up that way, they can attract a good quality player. Saying, "Here we go, we're a good stepping stone," and there you go, you can move on up, on and up when the time comes. So, or or yeah. nothing else, there, there was a time where you could say, hey, by the way, you're also winning at least three trophies in a season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
here's a few league title medals, you know, and after that you can go. <laughs> yeah. So there we, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know if that move has been finalized yet. Uh, well, well, I guess we'll find out soon. Uh, that's going to be interesting for Celtic, though. That, that Now they're losing some star power, if that's the case. Yeah, and with Rangers being on the ascendant, that, it, it's not looking like a good season to be a Celtic fan next no, year. Is it, it that's... really is. No, I've already written this off. I mean, we can't even get a proper manager in. I, I, I've I've already given up. So, congratulations uh, to, to to Rangers Football Club. You sorry sons of. Uh, <laughs> lastly, before we oh, talk, before we discuss um, other international competitions, did you see the U.S. Men's National Team? Have actually made a a Concacaf final. I in, did not. In one of the, it, this is the dictionary definition of a Mickey Mouse club, or, or a Mickey Mouse uh, competition. The Concacaf Nations League. You already know my feelings on. You already know my my feelings on the UEFA Nations League. <laughs> I am very well aware of these. Yes. Yes. Uh, so now we get. Uh, yeah. So now we we hit. We're in the finals of the. Uh, CONCACAF Nations League, that will be kicking off later tonight at uh, 8 o'clock uh, Central Daylight Time, my time. Uh, yeah, they're up against, oh, Mexico, who have uh, won three and drawn one of the last uh, ma- <laughs> five matches against the USA. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, well, you know, it, it, it was it, it was a good thought for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I should say before you, the, the uh, we haven't mentioned the Copa America yet, and oh, you're the, you know what, you're right. We need to discuss the Copa America. So what, yeah, what happened and, with the Copa America, John? Well, yeah, we we know that um, because Argentina has huge problems with COVID, that it was decided to be relocated. So you know. Where would you think the most logical place to relocate the Copa America would be in the current circumstances? Uh, probably not where they moved it to. Yeah, you wouldn't say Brazil would not be a first option, right? <laughs> which has been riddled with COVID, which has, under Bolsonaro, had one of the most horrific COVID responses in the world. But and no, they, and they, yet... They yeah um you know let's go let's go with potentially the european based players are quite thinking of mutineering here and not going which i believe would leave brazil only eligible for a four a side tournament at the way their squad is at the minute you know what uh we have discussed on this program before the, the the absolute naked corruption of of Conmebol and you know they, they they make UEFA look like saints sometimes you know <laughs> uh, so yeah guess what Conmebol strikes again yeah no idea but... yeah b- b- between between Concacaf Conmebol UEFA. And FIFA, let's face it. Yeah, we're we're all hosed. We are all absolutely hosed. It it's a shit house of a. <laughs> it, it is an oh absolute shit house of a system that we, we've got going on here. John, do you have any last news nope. bits? Was it from me? 
Okay. Well, with that in mind, coming up today's topic, the Euro 2020 Asterix preview. John and Jeffrey discuss the Summer European Championships a year later than expected. Please stay tuned. Episode 56 of the Busting Balls podcast tonight in the second half of the show, the Euro 2020 asterisk preview. John and Jeffrey run the rule over every team at Euro 2020 and explain to you just why Wales are going to win their first ever international championship. (laughs) Oh, you think, huh? (laughs) Hey, man, all all I'm saying, right? First international football tournament, 958 quarterfinals. Second national tournament 2016, semi-finals. 2020, third national tournament. <laughs> I'm saying there's a progression here. Uh, so on that note, ironically, uh, we're going to get this started. Now, of course, this was supposed to happen last year, but it got delayed. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it did Are they still? Yes, they are. They're still holding this at like... Some neutral venues, but others like in Rome or but yeah. I, I see Rome and Baku. It's a host company, so so you know, um, Italy get to play all their games in Rome, and th- th- it's essentially it's two countries in every group here. Um, so we have, yeah, so it's Rome and Jesus Baku. What the hell are we going over there for? Yeah, Rome and Baku. I see Copenhagen and Saint Petersburg. For Group B, oh, actually, you know what? We should maybe just keep this for the groups. So, yeah. all right, so let, let, let's go down the groups. Uh, group A, we have Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and some other backwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, some minor bunch of squits in Northern Europe somewhere. Never yeah. heard of them. Uh, and, uh, Wales, of course. Uh, their matches, of course, all happening in either at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome or the Baki Olympia Stadionu in Baku, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. I'm going to say there's a theme there with the stadium names, isn't there, which is quite nice. Yeah, it, yeah, it does provide a little bit of continuity, doesn't it? Absolutely, <laughs> even if the geography is a bit weird. Uh, yeah, um, it is a little weird. Uh, so... the. They actually kick off the very first match of the series uh, at the Stadio Olimpico. It's Turkey versus Italy, but Italy are the away side in this. Apparently mm. so. Yeah, they're, they're away at home, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and Italy never have to go to, to Baku. No. It's the same. Um, I, I think 
Germany don't think leave Germany do they? So it's a similar thing for the big for the big clubs. I might have to I'll stand to be corrected, but well, I'll have club, a look at clubs, on quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's like Denmark don't have to leave uh, don't leave Copenhagen. So there's a certain advantage to, to teams having home games, but you know, it works because Hungary are one of the host uh, teams for their group, which is H, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. that's gonna that's gonna <clears> be a level playing field for them a bit, which they're gonna need. But we'll come to that later. <laughs> okay, so who, who who do you got in this group? Who? Well, it's difficult to look beyond Italy, isn't it? Because you know, I I know they didn't qualify for the last World Cup, so you know, Italian football fans have had an unthinkable five years without a tournament game here. Um, and but the, you know. You, you, what, you, Robert, you, wait, 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 wait. You, you mean the Nations League doesn't count? <laughs> Get out of town. Uh, yeah, fuck out of here with that bullshit. You know, uh, yeah, um, yeah I, I know they haven't particularly played many big teams, but, you know, 10 out of 10 wins in the qualifying is not an easy thing, even if you're in, you know, for one of them is a relatively easy group. You know, they should be beating um, Finland and Greece. Etc. as the nearest drivers in the group. So, yeah, um, I can't look beyond Italy at that point. Um, the rest of it, it's difficult because it, uh, these groups are all, the, the other teams are all similar to me because they, they have really, really good, well-structured defences and they don't score many goals. So I, I think, much as I'm a big Wales fan, this could be a quite a dull group. Um, really, I'd say Italy, and you can perm any one or two from three, depending on who goes through. Um, so I'm going to go with Wales for obvious reasons. Not that you're biased or, or anything. I am never biased at all. I, I, I bigged this up in the last tournament. Uh, how well did we do? There you go. You did pretty I'm well. Still... You did pretty well, but we'll see. You know, I... I think Italy definitely are going to go through. Ooh, it's going to be between Turkey and Wales. I may be more lean towards Wales because Turkey really have declined in the last two decades from where they used to be. So yeah, they've got a really good defense. So you know, um, uh, I can't. So Sue and Sue from Leicester is one of them, and, uh, and and Wales. The thing is, I know Gareth Bale isn't what he was five years ago. But the guy can still win games on a day. It's a, we've got an aging bunch of good players, but I, I'd say we've got the players who can make a difference on the day. That's just my thinking on it. All right, Group B. You want to take that one? Group B. We have at, from the Park in Copenhagen and Saint Petersburg Stadium. So you know another group of uh, well geographically close games here. We have Denmark. We have in their first ever international tournament. Finland, Swami, Belgium, Belgium, the I think it's still as it speak the number one side in the world, and we have Russia, as so Denmark and Russia here the host nations. Yeah, I wonder how much got slipped to uh, UEFA so that Russia could be one of the host nations in this because the Russian team are not great. Uh, that being oh. said. I think it's got to be Belgium and Russia just because Russia will have the advantage of playing in St. Petersburg, even though they're all quote-unquote away games. Although I guess they do have a game in, in, in Copenhagen in which Denmark yeah. is the away you know side. I don't, you know, I don't understand this system at all. They're the home side in Copenhagen. <laughs> I, I don't understand this system at all, but 
Yeah, I think I think that is going to lead. I think it will be advantageous for Russia to be uh, to, to have you know their their two two of their matches at in St. Peter. So, Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm you know, going to go Belgium and Russia. Yeah, that, that Belgium I think should go through. But again, but I, I'm quite tempted to take Denmark because they have all three games at home. Even though, and we should have mentioned it earlier. The greatest striker in the history of football has now retired, and you know they're not going to have his services. Who's that? Oh, Andre Arshavin? Uh, uh, the Danish. The greatest striker oh, is oh, Danish. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is the greatest striker? It's it's obviously the ex Arsenal player Nicholas Bentner. Oh, damn! I for you know what? I completely forgot about Nicholas Bentner. How do you I forget, for, how do I forget about Nicholas? Well, you know what? With the last two years of Arsenal, it's been really kind of easy to forget about Nicholas Forget everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. Belgium, I think, are just too good not to go through the group. And yeah, I, I, I think Denmark might sneak it. Um, mm, okay. They got home advantage again all the way through, and Russia have to travel for that last game. If it was the other way around, maybe different, but. Um, Russia might be one of the teams that sneaks through in third for me here. Okay. Uh, now, that, now, so there are there are a couple of third place teams that will go through, correct? Because it's only yeah. six uh, groups. Uh, there are, and they eight groups. I thought they eight groups. Eight no, groups. there's no, only six. six. Yes, you're quite right. Six groups. So, so with four four third place teams to go through. Right. Yeah, because you get 12 teams going through first and second. Then there are four teams you need to go through after that to make that round of 16. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? Yeah, the, the math does work. So, okay. You're right. Sorry. Um, with that in mind, Group C, uh, in which matches will happen in Bucharest and Amsterdam, uh, we will have Austria, the Netherlands, North Macedonia, and the Ukraine. Um the Netherlands are probably the best team out of this group. Um, you know what? I, I really want to see North Macedonia go through, so I'm just going to pick them. I'm just going to pick North Macedonia. Oh, if only for the mighty Goran Pandev, you know, who came up <laughs> in national retirement in 26, after retiring in 2016. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to see North Macedonia go through. Yeah, um, Netherlands... Again, you're looking at a side that sort of maybe underachieved in recent years, and then then it's no better. But you know, this is where um, the delay of the year has cost them because obviously they are missing their best player, um, Virgil van Dijk, who still not still not over Jordan Pickford's horrific massacre of him in a game. Jesus you know, Christ! Why is Jordan Pickford not up before court for this assault? Assault. That's what it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You are going to litigate this forever, aren't you? Oh, at least still doomsday. Mm. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm I'm going to the afterlife for this. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but I I it's one of the weaker groups. So you you got to say so. I, I think the Netherlands will go through it again because it's one of the weaker groups. The the other three might split between them, and you might well see one of them uh, sneak through. So yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see North and Macedonia because they could have provide the sense of fun that Iceland provided last time. You know. Um, and I, I would I would say Austria because, frankly, I'm still bitter about Ukraine for wasting two hours of my life with the worst, dullest football game I have ever seen in the 2006 World Cup against Switzerland. 
My God. <laughs> Senderos was the best player on that night, and you're going, Jesus, when Ooh, he's the best. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what a game. Oh, oh so, yeah. So, so let's go. Netherlands, North Macedonia. I, I, I will say, yeah, Austria to sneak through in third here. Mm. Okay. We come to what is possibly the most interesting group from a British perspective. We have England. We have Croatia. We have the Czech Republic. And for the first time in 23 years, something that made my good friend Michael very, very happy because it's the first time since he's been watching football they've qualified for a major tournament. We have Scotland. Woo! Go Scotland all the way. I want them to win this fucking group. (laughs) Dude, how much do you know about Scotland's tournament record? Um, I know it's not great, but you know what? Sometimes you just gotta you just gotta throw the uh, the 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 brave picks out there. Um, Here you go. They have never in their history gotten beyond the group stages of any major tournament. This is the year, damn it. This will this will be the year. um, especially, especially, especially after the bullshit today with the England fans, because the, oh. it, uh, God damn you, God damn all of you, booing, you know, booing the knees. Come on. Yeah. And, well, well, what is it you're booing exactly? Are, are you booing the idea that Black Lives Matter? Because that's sure what it seems like to me. Did you did you hear what Southgate's uh, response? I think was it er, earlier in the week rather than today? Because I'm not sure I've heard anything since the game. Um, he, he said that he was gonna that they were gonna continue to do it. And okay, great. And, but even more determined. And you're going that guy. You know, you might think he has limitations, manager. But my God, that's absolutely the right thing to do. And yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, Marcus. You know, I, I I bet it really burned some people that Marcus Rashford won it for for them today too. Oh, I bet, it, I bet it, it really, really burns some. And you and, know what? Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. Because and, and, and Frank- fuck the the British press that we know is going to be latching on to this, and and, and, and trying to scaremonger. So yeah. fuck you two. Yeah, and, and you know the that whole booing of by a certain section of the fans. It just reminds me of the whole thing when Kaepernick started the kneeling thing when he'd gone to an army veteran and the army veteran had gone. Yeah, do do that because it's absolutely the right thing to do. It's just j- trying to damn the action again. Oh, it is. But, it, 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 yeah, but you know, and, and, you know, we're we're, we're going to defend our statues, but yet, you know, the the statue of Winston Churchill somehow still had Chelsea graffiti on it after the uh, <laughs> the, the the Champions League final. Huh. What a surprise. Huh. So, um, anyway, yeah, I, I it will be England. I'm hoping Scotland win this. I, I really, really do. I, I would really like to see that happen. Well, yeah. As I said, the, the one thing you say, Scotland do have a uh, home advantage in two of these games, you know, even though they're technically wayside in one. So, so the, you know, they will really have a better chance. You know, they, they, they might not be the best, but my God, the, you know, the way they qualified, they went away to Israel and away to Croatia and managed to get through the penalties in both, you know, in hostile atmosphere. That cannot be underestimated. Well, you know, they, they are a cussed bunch, this lot. Yeah. So, yeah. 
And also, I believe my as my friend Michael would not forgive me for who gave us a shout out on Twitter the other day. Let's not forget this. I season. saw that. Um, he, as he said, hey, Michael, the, 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 the Czech Republic is a grudge match because I believe their qualifying in 2010 was ended by a very, very dubious Czech penalty late on. So that is an interesting grudge match to watch. Mm. Yeah, and that will be at Hampton Park too. So uh, yeah, that, that unfortunately the the England Scotland match that I really want to see, of course, happens while I'm at work. So I'm 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 a little up, I'm a little aggrieved about that, but you know. But then See, again, this, this is what this <laughs> say again. This is what this is why I'm glad I'm still working from home. Oh God, yeah, but it's also like eight o'clock p.m. your time. Oh yeah, yeah, but there's some two o'clock games here to watch as well. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I do have a couple of early, and so. Although it looks like one of them, at least one of them's on a weekend though. So you know. Yeah, that's so Group E, we have Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Well, obviously, I'm and uh, their matches take place at also at the Saint Petersburg Stadium. Why is Russia getting the rub for two different groups? And and uh, the Estadio La Cartuja in Seville, Sevilla. Um, well, you know. I, I would be, uh, at this point, if, if we were on Twitter doing this, I would be posting a laughing gif of Vladimir Putin, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Gee. Well, again, I wonder how many palms were greased in uh, by, by by Russia for to, to UEFA. Um, I bet it's really aggrieving the Poles having to go into Russia to, uh, to play. But also... Uh- but but also, um, I have to, of course, pick Poland because uh, there's somebody upstairs who would murder me if I didn't. And um, <laughs> even though, <laughs> well, what would you when they have possibly the best, well, probably the best striker at the tournament, and you probably know, the best striker in the world right now? Well, here's the problem: is that that's pretty much all they have. <laughs> is yeah, is Lewandowski, and if he doesn't come good, then Poland's in trouble. Um, you know. That being said, you know, we'll we'll see. Also, Spain definitely is going to go through on this maybe sweden as well yeah i'd, I'd take that so i think slovakia right the depth on this to be to be perfectly honest because you, you can see goals for the other teams you can see where they depend um yeah Sp- spain too much strength in depth to be in big trouble here poland again i, I look at it and i go there's goals in the side so they're going to be they should be okay at least to go through in second or third and yeah yeah. Yeah, let's Indeed. And then, ooh. Yeah. Group, group, of, group of death. Group of death. And, yeah, as I referred to earlier, the, the, it's a good job for Hungary that, that they are playing two games at home in Budapest. Because these, these places are Budapest and they are in playing at the Munich Football Arena. We have the whipping boys, frankly, of the group, Hungary. Mm-hmm. And then let's have a roll of honor in order the the in fact these teams between them have won the last five major international tournaments plus the Nations League. We have your 2014 World Cup winners Germany on Yogi Lowe's farewell tour. We have the 2016 champions Portugal on what might be Cristiano Ronaldo's farewell tour, and we have the reigning world champions. France. And furthermore, the 
Euro 2016 finalists, Sue. Don't for, the runners up. Don't forget. Oh, indeed. yeah, absolutely. I forgot to say. I did. I forgot to mention that. Yes. So yeah, we have five international trophies in the last decade here. So I'm I'm not taking Hungary on this one. Funnily enough, I don't know about uh, you. Wow. <laughs> you know, here's the thing though: is that um, yeah, France really is in the is in the strongest position. Portugal, yeah, they'll they'll probably go through. It, it's going to be a, interesting to see which one will be the third place side in this because also, while this is Yogi Love's uh, farewell tour, as we mentioned, Die Mannschaft have really been declining. Their 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 uh, 2018 World Cup was a complete botch. <laughs> totally, and you know they haven't really looked great since. No, so, and you can see that because uh, look, oh look, who's back? It's Thomas Muller. Yeah. So you know what? It's going to be interesting to see which of these, which of them is going to be the third place side. I really don't know if Germany will dominate like you know they usually would. And I, you know, obviously the the team I actually support in this uh, in this tournament would be Germany. I I always have supported Germany internationally even before I realize that the usa had a national team so that's why i'm more inclined to support germany um but yeah i i don't know i i don't know if they're actually going to you know if they're going to be a third place they may not even win it they may not even go through depending the one thing they do have is that they're the only side not traveled to hungary so they get to play hungary in Munich, so well, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. All their matches are at the 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 Fußball Arena München, so you know it's. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of going with. I I kind of I think France. You know, they they look the best balanced team in the tournament, particularly when you go recall that they've recalled Karim Benzema as well. Much as Olivier Giroud, Olivier Giroud can do a job to you up front. Benzema can do that, and he can score a lot more goals than Giroud does. Yeah, so, ben, Benzema being up front for France is going to be major for them. So yeah, so in Portugal as well. I'm thinking, you, you know, you look at that attacking talent that's come through for them since the last Euros. You talk, you know, you're talking um, a Bruno. You're talking Diego Jota. Um, yeah, and you know, there will be a Ronaldo will will make the headlines whatever they do. Um, and I always predict group stage exits from Portugal. Simply because Pepe is still there, you know, and, <laughs> and it never happens. So, uh, you know, predict them to go through and hope that the jinx works this time. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, boy, that 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 is the group of death in in this tournament. Isn't I'll it tell you what. I'm so looking forward to this one. Yeah, I, I'll um, tell you what. Yeah, those may be the 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 most top notch of of, of all the uh, group stage matches. Um. So with this in mind. John, who do you have winning? Looking at the again, looking at the best bounce side, the one that's got goals. I I would say that you have to start with France's favourites. Um, Italy could make an impression here simply because, as you, you look, Mancini has that set aside, even though they don't look to have particularly have too many goals in them. So, um, yeah, and, and England have a hell of a chance because you know if they get to the semis and the final. They're at Wembley, so you know they've got basically home games to win it. So as dark horses, even if they, you know, their defense is a little weak, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to take France. I think. 
Wow. Okay. You know what? Um, again, I, I have already nailed my, my colors to the mast, saying that, yeah, I, I hope Germany wins it. Honestly, I think England maybe have the best chance to win this that they ever have. Well, apart from Wales, of course. <laughs> well, there, there is Wales, there is Scotland, and uh, you know what? Let, let, let's not dismiss the chances of North Macedonia. The mighty North Macedonia. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the, yeah, you know what? I, I have to say Germany because I'm a fan. Um, well, it, it's gonna be interesting. This this one I don't think is as clear cut as, as it might have been it, even last year. I think I think well, if this if this had you know pandemic notwithstanding, if this had happened last year, this might have been a little more clear cut. Absolutely, um, and I should point out with your prediction, Germany the the only t couple of times that Wembley has hosted uh, you know finals of major international tournaments. Germany's got to the final both times. Oh, well, there you go. So, it, so we'll, it, we'll it, see. And they won't have uh, and they won't have dodgy refs. Hopefully, this time against England. <laughs> VAR, so which will just this is just the same at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that that is still a forthcoming topic, isn't? It? Absolutely. So, <laughs> So with that, uh, that begins uh, this coming Friday, uh, June the 11th, uh, from uh, from where are they starting out? <laughs> the Stadio Olimpico in Rome. That's right. We're starting out in Rome, where Italy is the away side in a match against Turkey. Uh, with that, this has been episode 56 of the Busting Balls podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You've been listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting-balls, or the PWOM podcast network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. John, any last words? Cumbri and beef, boyo. Oh, That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> since we, we did this one uh, a little early, uh, it, it may be about uh, three weeks until the next one. So, uh, so uh, you know, sit tight, enjoy enjoy the Euro tournament, and until then, it's uh, it's good night for me, and it's good night from him. We'll see you in a few weeks. Good night.